0: Hi, everyone. It's Florence Brummer. Welcome to a week at the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This is part four of my semi-sabbatical, and um, things are not going how I expected. Just to give you a little update on what I'm doing during the month of September, I'm taking four trips and I'm just thinking about my business, my life, all sorts of things like that. I just got back from New Orleans and um, I, there's so much to talk about, so let me try to go in order. Um, before I went to New Orleans in the middle of August, I spent a went to a conference in Denver, and that was kind of kicking off thinking about everything. Um, And part of the semi-sabbatical is just thinking about time management and attorney wellness and things I can do to make my life easier. So one of the things that um, I've been thinking about is breathing. And for the longest time, I realized I wasn't really breathing. I get heart pain, heartburn, and stress pains occasionally. And I started reading a lot of articles and books on stress management, including the book called One Minute Meditations, which I had recommended in my last podcast. Recommendations from these books and articles was on how to breathe. Obviously, I was breathing because I was still alive. However, I realized how shallow my breaths If I'm not thinking about it, my breath is really only going to about the back of my throat. So as an experiment, I took some really deep breaths and let my stomach fill up with air. Try it. It feels really good. Take slow inhales, get in a bunch of oxygen and slowly let it out. If I'm feeling a bit of heartburn, the heartburn actually would feel better with the deep breaths. If I was feeling stressed and overheated, the breath would help. If I have trouble falling asleep or going back to sleep, the breath helps. I have to consciously make sure that I breathe, which is such a weird thing. So going back a little bit to just telling you about my journey on what I've been doing. So I just got back from New Orleans, but before that, I want to tell you about one of my favorite Sundays ever. I had a full weekend at home between Denver and going off to New Orleans. And a couple Saturdays ago, I went to see the Harlem Globetrotters. I have a bit of history with the Globetrotters because I was friends with Metal Lemon when he was alive and had a few great dinners with some of the players from the 70s and 80s, like Marcus Haynes, Curly Neal, Sweet Lou Dunbar. I have a current client who is an exec for the Globetrotters and he gave me tickets to see them on Saturday when they were in in Phoenix. I had been excited for in the month leading up to it. And then when the day came, I almost canceled. I had laundry to do. I was going to church later. I was tired from my morning walk. I had a myriad of excuses. Instead, I jumped up, took a quick shower, and I brought my sister-in-law and youngest daughters to see the Globetrotters. I had so much fun. The jokes that the Globetrotters do are old-fashioned and sweet, The audience loves the Globetrotters and was so into my show. Despite my stress about thinking about all I had to do, the next thing I knew I was laughing, clapping, dancing. The experience reminds me that I have to say yes more. It's hard work because with work and scheduled sessions with my trainer, family commitments, church commitments, I'm always looking for some spare time to just sit still but I need to realize that I need to be out there and be social or none of this hard work is worth it. And and that's a tip I give for everyone. Remember to enjoy your life. Thinking about this also made me think about my Uncle Bob and Aunt Karen. For years, my uncle traveled all week for work. And he traveled out of state. He returned late on Friday. But on Saturday, He and my aunt would hop into the car and visit their kids and grandkids and friends, sometimes even us, even though they have a giant family. He made socialization a priority, even though it would have been easy to kick up his feet until he needed to leave on Sunday night again. Now I'm going to talk about my favorite, favorite type of day ever. I love to have a Sunday where nothing is scheduled. Saturdays are definitely a hustle day for me. I take my long walk. I get groceries. I maybe have a family activity scheduled. I go to church. And if I can take care of everything on Friday and Saturday, I leave Sunday free. That doesn't always happen. Fridays are a work day, and, but I try to get errands done on Friday if I can. Usually Saturdays are so busy that sometimes I need to push some of my errands to Sunday But if I can write free day on my Sunday calendar, I'm so happy. The Sunday before I left for New Orleans was such a day. I went to bed pretty early on Saturday. I was exhausted after my day of errands and seeing the Globetrotters. I woke up at 630 and no one was up and the house was quiet. I didn't jump up and get in the shower like I usually do during the week. My husband is always bum when he wakes up and when I'm not in bed, so I just wanted to hang out and be there when he woke up. I made a pile of books and magazines on the bed, made a cup of coffee, and started reading. I did throw clothes in the dryer and brought out some trash, but even that felt luxurious because I had nowhere to be. I went back to bed and just read and read. I wrote... Um, this part of the podcast on Sunday morning after spending two hours of being quiet. So when I was writing my outline, it was only 8.30 in the morning. I didn't have to wake anywhere anyone up to go anywhere. I didn't have anywhere to be. So I went back for a second cup of coffee and I'm lounging around bed. Take days like that when you can. I also recommend not watching TV because that can be a time hog. You can start, you know, you watch TV two or three movies. And that's six, seven hours. I'm always looking for time to read. And I love reading in natural light. So I just decided I was going to enjoy. TV will always be there. But the quiet period is rarely available. It's still so hot in Arizona. So it was nice to be inside and not be getting in and out of the car. So that Sunday was my day before travel. I also set aside time for packing and rest. My older girls came over and I um, made a few dishes. I had um, a vegetarian beyond meat and it came in a package that looked like a pound of ground beef. And I always hated meatloaf and I always hated ground beef. But now that I don't eat it, I wanted something similar to it. I can't explain it. I know it doesn't make any sense. I found an easy meatloaf loaf recipe and just substituted for what ingredients I didn't have. For example, I subbed bread crumbs for saltines. It was delicious and everyone was raving and ate it super fast. I was bummed because I would have liked to have a meatloaf sandwich later, which again I never would have eaten if it was real meat. I also made a pasta salad. Everyone loves my pasta salad and I'm going to tell you the secret ingredient. It's Italian dressing, just regular old Italian dressing. I throw it on noodles and whatever veggies I have. I also made tortellini soup. It's so easy. You take refrigerated tortellini broth and then you can add vegetables and I always add a can of tomatoes to the broth and it makes it super hearty. My kids just sat around laughing and resting. Since My daughter's baby was born. I've never seen so much of my older girls. It's such a blessing. The girls are also super helpful, the two that are in their 20s. Both of them are into cleaning and organize, and they will come over and clean and organize while we're hanging out. I definitely need the help. I've been in my house for almost 20 years, and lots of things start to pile up. My girls remind me all the time that I have too much clutter. And they started... um, They were playing this game with um, the three of them where one of them would think of an item and not tell the other girls what it was. Then they would describe how to draw it. Like they'd say, draw a straight line, draw an oval at the top, and then see if the other people drew it right. So I also – it was just fun to hang out with them, like so relaxing, just, you know, hearing them laugh and and have a good time. So I spent that whole weekend – also getting ready for my trip, and I start to do crazy things. Like I was compelled to wash my sheets, and I did all the laundry in the house. I made sure I grocery shop, returned my library books, did a podcast, worked late on Friday, went to the office for two hours on Sunday morning. So it was just crazy, like all this stuff packed into a, a one weekend. So on Monday Labor Day, I went to the airport, and I had a flight at what I think is the worst time for a flight ever, which is 7 a.m. Family Guy has a joke about it. Peter gets up at 4 a.m. and Lois sits up in the bed and says, do we have a terrible 7 a.m. flight? And there's, it's not like you can get up at 6. I had to get up at 3.30 and I had trouble falling asleep. Even with my packing list, I somehow forgot my wrap that I always bring with me when I go to a conference. Um, It's a a cashmere wrap, so it's not too heavy, but it's not too light. And the conferences are always heavily air-conditioned. And it's nice to have the wrap instead of the jacket because I can lay it across my lap or throw it over my shoulders or whatever. Um, And I realized I didn't have it on the way to the airport. I always figure I can buy what I need, but but I have a wrap, so it felt like a waste to have to buy another one. And it must have been fate because I never got cold in the conference. It was so hot and humid that being in the air conditioning always felt great. I traveled on Labor Day and the airport and security were so empty. It was unbelievable. The American Lounge was empty. Only a few people were in it. I'll never understand travel patterns. My husband dropped me off at the airport. There was no traffic. The airport staff was positively gleeful. They were laughing and joking. It was surreal. Was it different because the kids were back in school? I know it was a holiday, but it was still during the school year. I don't know. I I can't predict it. I expected it all to be busy. I used my travel points to travel. So I traveled um, first class to New Orleans. And if you can treat yourself, do it. Always look at the rates, too. Because sometimes you can get a first class ticket for slightly more than coach, depending on the travel time. I don't really care about the early boarding for first class and I usually um, get there a few minutes later so I don't have to sit in the seat any longer than possible. It's so much different than if you travel on Southwest where there's, which I do quite a bit, where there's open seating and you have to get on right away to make sure you're not in a middle seat. I I always check my luggage so I don't need the overhead space. And the nice thing about first class is they'll give you a drink before you take off. It was 7 a.m., so I didn't want anything but water. And But when the flight took off, I did have a mimosa. That was my treat. When I'm on a plane, I usually watch movies since they have new movies. Pet Cemetery, the new one that came out a couple months ago, was available, and I watched that. Is anyone with me that Stephen King books and movies are very sad? He writes humans so well that a lot of the time I feel rather sad than scared. Whenever I um see the movie Carrie, I just want her to have a nice prom. <laughs> I just always rewrite it in my head. She had a nice prom, the end. And then Pet Cemetery is so sad because of the kids. In the movie Pet Cemetery, there's an excellent little girl actress, and if you like scary, you like this movie. I saw it at the movie months ago. And I reviewed it at that time, but it's on planes now. It's on DVD if you didn't have a chance to catch it. The movie is really a slow boil until about the last 30 minutes of the movie. So I had to fly to LA and then I flew to New Orleans. And on the way to LA, I was on this huge plane. It was so nice. And on the back of the seats were those flip down ledges to put your phone or tablet. It was nice instead of having the screen in front of you. Just like the screen that they supply, it was the the screen for the um th- that you know you could look at your tablet because it had the the little ledge. So I stopped at LAX. I ran into the lounge, had some soda, some avocados toast. In LAX they have what's called the flagship lounge, but they only let you in for New York and international travel. They have real food and sushi and water and real drinks. And the one time I was there, I saw. Sandra Bernhardt, the actress. I didn't say anything because I was in a hurry, so that was a little bit of a bummer. So one time I was invited in there, but I didn't realize that it was something special. I just thought they let you in there if you were flying American. So the next time I was in LAX, I tried to walk in there with my sister-in-law and was practically tackled by staff. I'm kidding, but they were very serious about blocking me. I told my story about That they let me in the time before and they didn't care they said it sounded like a mistake it was only 9 a.m. when I arrived at LAX for this current trip but I felt like I had lived an entire day I'm so jealous of people who could sleep on a plane so I arrived at New Orleans on Monday afternoon and I mostly hung out at the hotel I was too tired and I needed to adjust to the time difference so I went to Country Flame for dinner after a cafe au lait and beignets at Cafe du Monde, which is, I know, I had my dessert and coffee first, um, but I wanted to make sure I had room for it, and then I had dinner. I was kind of full for dinner and just sort of picked at it, but I wanted some real food too. Cafe du Monde is so funny. You have to go there if you go to New Orleans. It's the only place I'll eat beignets. The place is covered in powdered sugar, but I won't eat beignets anywhere else. The staff is friendly Um, but gruff because they have constant turnaround on tables but it's fun to watch people and hang out. If you ever want New Orleans to yourself go out before 10 a.m. Even better go out at 6 30 to 8 30 a.m. The whole week I was there it was in the 90s and human and the mornings are slightly more breezy, so it was nicer. It made me feel like a southern belle to walk around on the breezy mornings. I went to a restaurant called Daisy Dukes for breakfast, and from 6 to 8, they have 3 dollars breakfast, which includes eggs and meat, which I skip, but they also have biscuits and grits. If you want pancakes, it's a whopping $2 extra. I then went to the exercise room at the hotel and lifted for 15 minutes. During this break, I'll be missing sessions with my trainer, and I don't want to do big, long exercise sessions, but I decided to go to the gym and push myself for 15 minutes, and my goal is to do this when I have time during this next month of September. The entire time I was gone, I FaceTime with my grandson. One time, he kept laughing and smiling when I talked, and I mean, how could you not resist? When I stopped, he kicked and cried. I kept telling him about my travel in New Orleans, and he was just listening Not being with him is the hardest part of all this travel. So on Tuesday, I had several hours before my conference began. They started it in the afternoon at 3. So I went to Mardi Gras World. I had never been there. There were floats, artists working while you walked around, sculptures. There was a free shuttle that was so easy to use. You just call them to pick you up. And when I was done, I had them drop me off at a different location at Dauphine and Canal so I could go to the Museum of Death. It's super gross, as a warning, if you decide to go to something like that. I like horror movies and true crime, but I don't like death. The museum had autopsy photos, including a horrible one of Nicole Brown Simpson's neck and a death photo of Ted Bendy. It's completely accurate when they say that um Nicole Brown Simpson was almost decapitated it's horrendous there was also this gross movie that played slapstick music and showed people who died in grisly deaths I was like no thanks it was just gross there was some interesting serial killer artifacts like letters and clothing but I really could have skipped this attraction unless you have like the world's strongest stomach I'd skip it um. Also, New Orleans has um, foot massage places all around the city. I was in so much pain after the travel. I went for a foot and back massage at these places. I'll give you a little tip. They always try to upsell you. So if you really want an hour, ask for thirty minutes because they'll upsell you. So if you get your hour they'll upsell you an extra 10 minutes. They're always like pushing an extra 10 minutes, an extra 20 minutes. They so I always go, oh, your calves are so tight. Do you want an extra 10 minutes? And you can say no, but it's just, I think, easier to let them upsell you and, and do, the, um, do the time that you really want. So I'll tell you what happened to me on Tuesday at lunch. I wanted to go to a vegan restaurant. I know, I know. Like, is that something – People really want when they go to New Orleans? No, I'm probably the only person who goes there and tries to find a vegan restaurant. I went to this place called Seed and it was closed for remodeling starting September 2nd. I was there on September 3rd. And then I went to a place called Sneaky Pickle, which is in Bywater. And I had a Lyft driver, her name was Erica. She was friendly and she took me to the first restaurant, Seed. And when I found out it was closed, I ordered another Lyft and I got her again which has never happened to me before. She had me call Sneaky Pickle, and I had a message that it was open seven days a week. And it was during the times listed, so I told her, oh, it's open, I called. And when we got there, it was closed. It said, temporary closed due to fire. So now I'm running out of time for lunch. Now I have to, you know, get back and start my conference. When I turned around, Erica was still sitting there um, at Sneaky Pickle to make sure that I got in. And so I I walked up to the car and she said, "Get in." She goes, "I'm not charging you." And by the way, she was from New Orleans and she had that great, comforting southern accent. On the way to Sneaky Pickle, she was showing me places where she lived. She had lived in Bywater until recently. And was there during Katrina, and she showed me where she stayed during Katrina. She then drove me to a place called Rock Market R O C H. It's kind of like a fancy food court. It has individual owners with specialty counters. I ordered a veggie Greek platter. It was very good, very garlicky. The owner gave me extra bread. Usually, you find that in um, is the case in places in New Orleans. I think people are just a little extra friendly. I bought a cookie from a stand that said, world's best cookie. It wasn't um, the world's best cookie, but it was good. And I had bought one for Erica, and I gave her some cash for my free free ride and for waiting for me while I got the food. This all ended up being very good. It's one of those unexpected things where you're thinking your day is going to go one way, and it doesn't, and you just kind of go with it. So what happened was I got to see a large part of the city that I've never seen before. Bywater is both historical and hip. There are a ton of shotgun houses, and you could even see the after effects of Katrina. But there's tons of young people in this area and, and funky restaurants and shops. It was It was a cool neighborhood. So I went to the seminar, and I could only stay for the first hour because I had two court hearings right in a row. It was such a bummer. In that three-day period that I was going to be gone, I had four telephonic court hearings. So I went to my room to do the hearings, which was a great place to work. I stayed at the JW Marriott on Canal. It may have been my favorite place to stay. I had a great view of Canal Street in the French Quarter. I had a nice high room. I could see the whole city, a little bit of the river. I just, I loved being in that room. And it was great to work in, but having these court hearings cut into my afternoon at the seminar, as I said before, there's no getting off the grid for me. I still have to be on with working. So after my court hearings, I went back to the seminar for a reception and then I walked to Harrow's, Harrow's Casino for a drink and gambling, gambling. I lost $5, so I was still able to make it home, didn't have to sell anything. I tried to find the St. Charles streetcar, and I couldn't find it, and I went back to the hotel and went to bed. It, every night that I was there, it was a hot and steamy night. For me, it's great to stay in a hotel. There's nothing you can do in terms of cleaning, and the lamps are really great for reading. They had free Showtime um, on demand and free HBO Go. And I watched a documentary on Suge Knight on Showtime. He's so fascinating to me. He made millions. I wasn't entirely clear on how much of it was from legal sources or how legit Death Row Records was. The source of the documentary was interviews with him in 2011 and 2012 and then they put in other footage of like what was going on with him in the world. He was raised in Compton. He had this meteoric rise as a producer. He served prison sentences during the time that he had death row records. Based on his interview, he had a very weird answer when asked if he was involved in the murder of Notorious B.A.G. And um, so that left me thinking, did he? You know, it just was such a weird answer. You have to watch it and, and maybe send me a note and tell me what you think. And now we know he's serving 28 years for murder on a second, a plea to a second degree murder. It's just so fascinating to me, Um, you know, how he had so much and, and just acted like a criminal and, and was a criminal and now will most likely serve the rest of his life in prison. So that was Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I slept in for New Orleans time. Because I had a two-hour time difference from Arizona. I was trying to kind of deal with the jet lag and not get too much off of my time schedule. I went to the conference and they had a continental breakfast, which was just toast or bagels and coffee. It was kind of lame. I only stayed for the first hour of the seminar. There were a thousand people at the seminar. And I know I joke and exaggerate a lot, but there were literally a thousand people. It was like a rock concert. Plus, I'm done with all my CLE through June 2021. I don't need CLE, but I was at a sentencing guidelines conference, which are so important. So I kind of pick and chose my sessions um, to go to the ones that were the most um, critical for me and then also have a good time to, again, sort of live with my this trying to do this semi-sabbatical. And again, I also had four telephonic hearings, and I didn't want to or really couldn't do any telephonic appearances from a noisy hotel lobby. So I went back to the hotel for every hearing except for my Wednesday hearing, where I just ran out of time to get back to the hotel. So on Wednesday, I went to the Ogden Museum of Art and the Civil War Museum, which were next to each other. Both were great, super friendly staff. New Orleans, is generally super friendly. If you are lost or trying to find a good place to eat, ask people in the streets or at restaurants, hotels, Lyft and Uber drivers, streetcar drivers. Everyone is generally super helpful. So my goal this day was to take the green streetcar through the Garden District down St. Charles. I wanted to see the mansions. I bought a $3 24-hour pass, which is good for both buses and streetcars. And then I realized why I was having such a hard time finding it. I had looked online, I had looked at the maps, and it, everywhere I was going, I'm not seeing the streetcar. And then I figured out why I couldn't find it. St. Charles was all torn up, and I couldn't figure it out until I literally walked down St. Charles. This information was not readily available on the internet, and I talked to locals who said it was not publicized. Um, one of the places I like to stop at when I'm in New Orleans is a chain called PJ's Coffee Shop. I never go to a Starbucks. That's not fun to me. I never go to any national chains. Like I would never go to a Chili's or a Burger King or anything like that. I encourage you to not do it either if you're traveling. Find a local chain or find a local restaurant or a coffee shop. Why would you go to a Jimmy John's when you can get a po'boy from a local restaurant? When I went to PJ's, I asked for the local flavor of coffee in the barista and what the barista liked. He suggested a pecan iced coffee. It was really good. And if I would have went into a Starbucks, never would have had that experience. So I finally did hop on a streetcar that I thought would take me to the Garden District. And it took me to the end of the line um, at the city. So I asked the streetcar driver, how do I get to the Garden District? So she was nice, and she actually dropped me off between stops and told me how to get there. So I went up and down St. Charles, and I felt very fancy and old-fashioned. It's the streetcar like um, uh, Tiana and her mom and um, ride in The Princess and the Frog, the Disney cartoon movie, and it's just so New Orleans. So because I... And not got lost, but kind of off track, I was rapidly approaching my hearing time. So I took a bus to a restaurant called Merrill, M-E-R-I-L, in Uptown, which is an Emerald Lagrasse, Lagrasse restaurant. They have small plates, which is really good if you want to try a few different things. And I had to do my hearing from the restaurant, which I ended up being super nervous about, but it ended up being short. So it was okay. It was a lot of juggling with these hearings because there was a two-hour time difference with Arizona, so none of the times were ever really convenient. But I will tell you what I had at Merrill because it makes me happy <laughs> to talk about how good their food was. I had cauliflower soup, I had a burrata and tomato salad, and a cookie sundae. And then I went back to my seminar and attended, attended an ethics an ethics session that was just excellent. When I got back to my hotel they were serving grits in the lobby like how is that for southern hospitality like it's just so much fun the things that you can just kind of run into in New Orleans. I know I'm talking a lot about the the travel and I mean that's part of what I'm doing on um, these podcasts is just giving some tips about the places that I've been because I really do like talking about um, the places I've been and how it made me feel and if there's something that I can tell someone, a restaurant or a travel tip that will help someone. Well, hopefully maybe it does. Okay, so I do have a tip about the streetcar. Being on the streetcar is super fun, but you wait forever. I did a combo of lift and streetcars. I had a more flexible schedule on this trip, so I could wait for some time. And it's fun to be on something historical, and the price is cheap. Like, you cannot beat $3 for 24 hours of unlimited travel. But if you're trying to get place to place in a short amount of time, take Uber or Lyft. While I was waiting for the streetcar, I listened to podcasts and just chilled. The only time it was really bad was if I was in the direct sun, and there was no place to sit. So, craziest thing ever. I wanted to go to Frenchman Street. I was in no hurry. A streetcar did come, but it didn't come for over an hour. And there was clearly something wrong with the streetcar system, but the transit workers weren't saying anything. There was no sort of announcement. They were just standing around and talking to each other. It was insane. I finally walked away and went into a nearby mall. When I walked out, a streetcar was getting ready to leave. So I thought, what the hell? I don't have an appointment. It's the evening I'm going to go ahead and hop on the streetcar. Frenchman Street is a poorly kept secret about where the locals go to party and listen to music. Although it is highly publicized in any guidebook or tourism magazine, it's still a thousand percent better than Bourbon Street. I usually skip Bourbon Street. Sometimes I'll walk down it on my way back from somewhere, but I avoid it for music or dinner. It's just gross and there's nothing really fun on it actually. Um, while I was in Frenchman, I went to a bookstore and bought my grandson a book called Goodnight Nola. It's like Goodnight Moon, but New Orleans stuff. I went to Dat Dog, which is a must for me when I go to New Orleans, and I missed Happy Hour by 15 minutes because of the stupid streetcar. By the time I got to Frenchman, I was starting to have the reaction I get when I've been in New Orleans for a few days. In the first two to three days, I'm ready to move there. Then I can't take the humidity and the slow pace any longer my mind can only be in a southern state of mind for so long dat dog has a great upstairs patio for people watching and as i walked up to the restaurant i could see it was empty i was so excited i asked the bartender if they could serve me up there and and he said it was closed i was like come on come on you know (laughs) um my favorite beer ever another new orleans tip is um a amber, abita amber a b i t a it only tastes that good to me when i'm in new orleans i've bought six packs of it at bedmo and it still tastes good but not like it does in new orleans um, so i ordered an amber and a vegan dog i walked down frenchman but i didn't sit anywhere and listen to music i was starting to feel exhaustion from my day and the heat and I wasn't with anyone, so it was kind of a bummer to, to me to, like, think about going into a place and listening to music by myself, which I've done before, but I just – I didn't – I wasn't in the – didn't feel like it. So I took a lift back. I usually walk back from Frenchman, but I just had it. I was so tired. So I worked out. I did my 15 minutes, and I went to the hotel pool. I usually never go to the pool – but it, it was this great outdoor heated saltwater pool, and I literally had it all to myself. It was great. So the question is, how is my sabbatical going? I'm two, I was two days into it at this point, and all I could say was, interesting. It's going okay, but not great. In the first two days, I had tons of contact. So the first two business days, so this is Thursday by now. I, or Wednesday by now, I've had tons of contact with my office, including staff members and through emails. Also, I'm having a little bit of a family emergency that I'm dealing with. Nothing seri- serious, but definitely some stuff with my, my parents who are getting older. So on Thursday, um, I ha- now it's Thursday, I had a hard time sleeping on Wednesday. I couldn't fall asleep. I fall asleep, I wake up, repeat, I finally fall asleep and I get up for a 7.30 breakfast at the seminar. They, it was a breakfast session where you had breakfast and attended the session. And then I cut out for midday. I went to the Jazz Museum. A tip about New Orleans museums, they're very inexpensive, around the $10 mark. The most expensive was Mardi Gras World, and that was $22, but it included a shuttle. They're also very small. And um, I just take a quick stroll through them and only look at exhibits that catch my eye. It probably means that I leave a lot behind, but what can I do? I, like, have limited time, and I kind of want to see as much as I can. I had a few-hour break until the last session of the day, so I walked from the Jazz Museum, which was by the French Market, and figured I would find something to eat along the way. I stopped and did a 20-minute chair massage. My lower back was ridiculous the whole trip and the 20 minutes made me feel like I was working again for some reason I never found anything that was super appealing another thing about New Orleans is basically everything is fried food so I went to country flame again and I ate they have plantain fajitas which I know sounds weird but they're delicious so since I don't eat meat like usually when you get a vegetarian fajitas it's just a bunch of onions and green peppers But at this restaurant, and I feel like I'm the only one who goes to New Orleans and like seeks out this restaurant, but it's really good. It has Cuban food and it's like a Cuban Mexican restaurant. It's really good. Um, With the plantains, it just adds like something that's like a little extra meaty to it. So I went back for the afternoon session and I have another tip about New Orleans lots of people on the street try to talk to you. They're trying to get you to sign up from thing for things or get you to come into restaurants or hand you a sample and come into their store. I keep my headphones in when I'm walking and I literally can't hear them. If they do get my attention, I tell them I'm on my way to work. And one time I told that to um, a guy on the street and he said, have a good shift <laughs> Um, I don't know, something about going to work, people don't bother you as much. So I started figuring out on Thursday that this all is not going as well as I hoped. During both the morning session and the afternoon session of my seminar, I was bombarded with emails and texts. Also, the morning that I will be in the... Okay, so this now is Thursday, and I'm going to be in the office Monday morning, and then I fly out again. And then um, I'm scheduled with meetings the whole morning. And um, then at the hearing that I had to call in on Thursday, the court scheduled an evidentiary hearing during one of the only days that I'm in town during September. My goal was to have no hearings during September. It doesn't feel like a break or a sabbatical or anything when I have to go to court several times on one hand i'm super blessed i have people who want to hire me and who need me on the other hand i have to admit it i'm feeling a little bummed as i was having all this come up it was only the third day into my experiment and i already felt that i was failing after my thursday evening conference i just went back to the hotel i was too tired and bummed to do anything else the humidity was starting to get to me after the fourth day. I worked out and then went back to the room and just read and worked. I ordered room service, which is not my favorite thing to do. It's too expensive, and generally it's not that good. But the room service menu was really good. I ordered, and not that expensive, I ordered a cauliflower hummus and fried tomato sliders with eggplant. It was really good. And I went ahead and I ordered a wake-up call. Here's a a tip, and a a tip for for me as well. I kind of forgot about the wake-up call. I always use my cell phone phone alarm, but the wake-up call is a really good service. It's free, and it really wakes you up. We are running around trying to work the phone, so try going to sleep after that. It, like, really gets you out of bed instead of, like, just turning off your cell phone and closing your eyes again. So on Friday, I had one last breakfast at Daisy Dukes, did a short workout less than the 15 minutes. My knee was bothering me so I didn't want to make it worse and I decided um, I would just get to the conference when I got there. I didn't want to be in a hurry since I was tired of their continental breakfast and I already ate. I packed and I took my time and I just was being very leisurely. And I only ended up getting there about 15 minutes late. And then when I got there, I saw people with giant donuts with fun sprinkles. So darn it, the one day that I missed the continental breakfast, they had super fun donuts. I guess I didn't really need one, but it would have been fun. I went to the conference and it was a three-hour session and it really was starting to drag for me. It was day four for me and this was a really long conference. The topic was good but a little dry and I did notice on the last day that attendance was pro- was way down. There was probably about one-third of the prior crowd and the last few minutes literally dragged. I kept thinking about how I wanted to spend a few hours at the hotel and then get lunch and a massage before I left for the airport. I definitely was ready to go. After the conference, I finished packing and I had two hours before I had to leave the hotel room. Well, at the conference, I saw a posting from an attorney friend. So the all the conferences do apps now and people can post pictures. And then I saw An attorney that I hadn't talked to in a year had posted something. Years it had been since I talked to her, probably six. So I found her email address in my Outlook and I sent her a message. We ended up meeting for lunch after I finished up at the hotel. We found a great Mediterranean restaurant off of Canal called Cleo. We were the only people and it was stinking delicious. I was super bummed to have just found it. There was a ton of vegetarian options It had a little bit of like a southern spicy kick to the Mediterranean, and I've added it to my list of New Orleans faves. A tip for travel, on my phone, I keep a list of places I like and places that I want to visit and notes about the area. So for instance, I have a note page about New Orleans, and I have a note page for my upcoming LA trip and just sort of a you know it doesn't need to be the world's longest list but if someone recommends a restaurant to you or recommends a hotel or a way of transportation make a quick note of it. After lunch I had one more massage so I could feel good on the plane. I just did a quick foot massage because I ran out of time. As usual they tried to upsell but I kept saying I have to catch a plane. Another thing about walk-in massage places you make sure you have cash. They have, they're very weird about credit cards, and I only had a small amount of cash and didn't want to use it. So the guy tried to get me to use the ATM in the place, but I saw so I had to use the rest of my cash. I then took a lift to the airport, and even though there was a ton of traffic, I ended up at the airport early. I sat in one of those massage chairs, and it was five dollars for 30 minutes. So what a deal. Here's a tip about the New Orleans airport. It is I don't know a nicer way to say it. It's the most generic airport ever. There's no lounges, there's a small amount of things to eat, there's nothing fun to eat, especially the terminal for Southwest. It is, it is just a bummer of a terminal. The only good thing about the terminal is if you head to the very, very end, there's usually no people sitting there. So and it's not that long of a terminal, Um, so I like to, if I get there early, I like to get away from everyone and sit by myself and, and spread out. Southwest has the only direct flight to and from New Orleans. I usually fly something else to New Orleans, but then fly Southwest home. Another tip, fly home on a Friday if you can. The Friday night flights are relatively empty. The only time I had a problem was Mardi Gras week. Lots of people were leaving... Mardi Gras week, week on Friday. Any other time, Friday night is amazing. Only 41 people were on the flight. Southwest didn't even get to B or C groups. The whole time the staff was saying, spread out, spread out. And I headed right towards the back and spread out in a whole row. I had two trays open. The amazing thing is that about 30 of the people, 30 of the 41 people sat in the first few rows. I was like, why? It's so amazing. I kept texting my whole family. It made no sense. The plane still unloads quickly. It's not like if you're in the front, you're getting off two hours early. Those people got off like 30 seconds earlier than me. There's, it makes no sense. I, I can't explain it. So on the way home, I was tired and I was doing some, um, I had downloaded um, some shows from Netflix, which I think everyone probably knows about. But another tip is you can download things on Netflix so you don't have to have Wi-Fi. So that will be a time if I'm on a plane where I might try a new show because I'm a captive audience. So I had downloaded a few shows my family had told me about. My girls had been asking me to watch In the Dark and Dead to Me. So far, I hate In the Dark. The main character to me is annoying. She's one of those characters that's just a mess, and she's like a cliche of being a big mess. A mystery develops in the first episode, and I'm going to try to stick with it a little bit, but I'm just really, really not into it. Dead to Me is a different story. Christina Applegate plays a grieving widow. She gives an amazing performance, it's not cliched at all. She meets a woman who also appears to be grieving, but then it's a little bit more nuanced than that. The first episode ends with a cliffhanger, and I'm intrigued. So everyone knows I love horror, and I love the Scream movies. Not so much for the Scream TV show. It's sort of okay, but I always kept falling asleep. I also didn't find the main character very appealing. I always feel bad saying something like that because I'm sure she's a lovely person and works hard, but her character was so milk toast. She was so boring, and I thought the show was actually done after two seasons, and I never finished it. And the other day on Netflix, I saw season three of Scream, and out of curiosity, I put on the episode. It's a whole different story, cast, everything. Plus, the Scream mask in season three is the mask from the movie not the mask that was used in the first two seasons of the TV show. It was always a weird choice to me that they used a different mask for the TV show, but I guess they were trying to make themselves different. I'm um I've only been watching like here and there, um a couple episodes of season three, but it was obviously good. And on the plane I decided to watch the last episode of season two to just see if it dovetails into season three and see how season two ends surprisingly i was not lost on skipping to the last episode and really didn't feel like i was missing anything by um skipping season one and season two and i'm gonna when i get time start season three of scream so the flight was great nice landing early arrival Early arrival is not helpful when you're getting a ride, so my family was leaving Anthem as I was getting off the plane. I had to wait only about 15 minutes for them, and Arizona to me felt worse in terms of heat and humidity than New Orleans. Plus, as I sat outside, I got bug bites. I'm sick of it. Arizona had no mosquitoes when I moved here, and now it has all the mosquitoes. I was basically in a swamp in New Orleans and received no bites and I was walking around and was by the river and I get back to Arizona and I'm at an airport and get bites on my ankles and knees. A very, very good thing about this trip was that I walked at least five miles a day when I was gone. You can really get a lot done when you're not in the office all day and that is something that I worry about a lot. Luckily, I'm not always in my office, but I am a lot. And I'm very nervous about being too sedentary. My grandfather walked every day for miles and lived a great life and died in his 90s after a short illness. And I, I keep telling myself, keep walking and keep moving. And I, and I always have to tell myself that and I feel like I don't have time for it. Um, I am going to stop here for today. I have a little bit more on my outline for how my weekend was after the New Orleans trip. And I'll finish up with that my next podcast. And I'll also talk about my LA trip because on Monday, so as I record this at Sunday night, on Monday night, I'm leaving for LA and then coming home late Thursday night. So wish me luck and if you would like to hear the podcast, it's on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and um, oh my gosh, it's escaping my my mind, the the blog. Um, uh, I can't even think of it right now. under Florence Legally Brunette um, you can find me at my website at BrummerLaw.com Tumblr that's what I was trying to think of and um, you can find me on my website as well oh one last thing um, I did see the movie It Chapter 2 today Um, funny thing went to a movie at 9.30 in the morning on Sunday and I'll talk more about how all that went down at my next podcast. But if you um, have time to see it this week, go see it. I really, really liked this movie. One big criticism, same criticism that I have for every movie, was way too long. It was almost three hours long. And the first hour and a half were tight, like really tight. The last hour and a half... There was a lot of scenes that just really could have been shortened immensely and cut and made the movie more suspenseful. But overall, it was a great movie. Um, a really good sequel to uh, the first It. Um, Pennywise was excellent as usual. Just really, really liked it. The actors were good. The older actors who were taking over for the kids from the first one really did a great job with it Uh, you could see them having the nuances of the kids it just was amazing to me so I highly recommend it um but definitely um, build in some bathroom breaks and then you they definitely have those in the last half of the movie so enjoy your week and I'll be back next week with a new episode on my semi-sabbatical for the Bonafide Legal Podcast.